This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we begin with Azim Rafiq who has been speaking about the racist abuse he received at Yorkshire Cricket Club in a DCMS select committee. He spoke about how difficult it had been coming forward with the allegations. I've got a bit of karate and a bit of banzai in me. Um, I, I know that the pain that I went through for them few months, no one could ever, ever put me through that pain again. Um... I had an interview uh, about my new business. I got asked a question and I got emotional. I said everything. Um, even at that point, I genuinely thought that there might be some humanity left in some of these individuals. But no, it was. The initial response was, well, he's not talking about Yorkshire. He hasn't mentioned them. Um, then it was. Um, it was just all about discredit, discredit, discredit. I don't know how I've done it. I really don't. This process over the last 14 months has been difficult in a lot of ways. Amrafiq also said there is institutional racism in sport and not just cricket. It'd be difficult for me to compare, but I think cricket and professional sport in general, um, it's, it's a lot worse than... Um, Society, again, the thing that I hear a lot is, yeah, but it's a societal problem. Cricket is part of the same society. Mm. If we make changes within cricket, we're making changes in society. It's such a cop-out to go, yeah, but it's a societal problem. We, every one of us, is responsible for the society that we live in. So instead of palming it off to other people, if we look and actually cricket is where I was, cricket is where ECB is, Instead of saying, oh, it's a societal, societal problem, we need to sort that first. No, let's sort out where we are every day and hopefully that will have the impact in society in the long term anyway. Rafiq also spoke about being forced to drink alcohol at 15 despite being a Muslim, how he was treated after the death of his son 
and his former teammate Gary Balance using a derogatory term for people of colour. Kevin was something Gary used uh, to describe everyone of colour in a very derogatory manner, whether that be publicly, uh, whether that be within the dressing room, whether that be opposition. This is an open secret within the England dressing room. This is anyone that's come across Gary uh, would know that that's a phrase he used to describe people of colour. It was used in a derogatory manner all the time. Were you ever forced to drink alcohol before you were 18 by other people at the club? And how do you view the harassment you suffered for undertaking uh, answering the call for prayer? Yeah, look, um, I, my first instance uh, of drinking, I actually got pinned down at my local cricket club mm. um, and red wine got poured down my throat. How old were uh, you? 15. 15, you're a Muslim, 15. 15 year old, um, I got um, literally uh, down my throat. Um, the player played for Yorkshire, played for Hampshire, um, and yeah, it was quite a experience. Um, I didn't touch, um, I didn't touch alcohol t till about around 2012, um, and around that time, I felt like I had to do that to fit in. Like I said, I, I regret that massively, um, but again, I would like. It has no bearings on the things that I was called, uh, and the th really around the loss of my son, um, the sort of attitude of Andrew Gale, the coach, um, saying to me that I'm making it more than what it is before the loss. Um, after the loss, hardly ever anyone saying, "Actually, mate, are you all right? Is your wife all right?" It was all about well, he raised bullying last year. Before he raises something big. Let's get rid of him. Former Yorkshire Chair Roger Hutton said under parliamentary privilege the now former CEO of the club, Mark Arthur, attempted to abandon the investigation. Ex-England fast bowler Steve Harmison wasn't surprised. They've handled it badly from start to finish. This young man's gone to his employees with a problem. Right from the very, very start, this stinks of the top end not wanting to listen to a young man who has had an issue with what's been going on in the club. There's a lot of individuals being brought into it, and some of it rightly so, some of it not rightly so, but it's actually farcical because this is disgusting, the way this young boy's being treated right from the very top of, of Yorkshire County Cricket Club. And I literally, words fail me when I hear the yeah. chief executives tried to stop an investigation. That's shocking. On now to the former England batsman, Mark Rampakash who praised Azim Rafiq for the courage he showed at the hearing. Right from when he went public with these uh, allegations, um, he's faced um, you know, a, a difficult time and, and, and plenty of people up at Yorkshire sort of came back at him and tried to shift the emphasis back onto him and his personality. But he's stuck at it and he has shone a light well and truly on what was uh, really a, a terrible atmosphere for him and uh, a dressing room culture that clearly was not right. Now, the club, you know, Roger Hutton, I think, has spoken very, very well about his experiences and frustrations. And then, of course, we've heard from the ECB, who, although they're the regulator, um, they also have some strong questions to answer, actually, in the way that they've handled things. And I think, to, to a degree, they've, they've said, look, you know, they got some things wrong. But, uh, yeah, an awful lot has come out of it. But first and foremost, we know that Azim Rafiq is a victim, and I think he's been incredibly brave. On to Rafiq's former Yorkshire captain, Darren Goff, who hopes that this situation will change the sport for the better. 
And some of the things uh, that came out, I mean, I, I was shocked by it. Um, I, re- I really, really was. And um, I think a lot of people watching uh, will probably feel exactly the same. And it's not something we want to happen um, in professional sport. And Azim, like I say, should be admired for his bravery mm-hmm. uh, to confront this. And um, hopefully things can get put in place to make sure this never happens to any individual ever again, mm-hmm. whether you be black or from a marginalised, minoritised group. So hopefully some good will come out of it. Talk Sports Leanne Sanderson has been speaking to former England spin bowler Monty Panasar after the DCMS hearing. Monty said it was a tough listen hearing Azim Rafiq talk about the racist abuse he received at Yorkshire. For me, it, it, just listening to him, you know, was a, was actually quite a painful experience, and also just seeing him talking about, you know, in detail about his experiences of, you know, racism, um, you know, the bravery, the courage, the, the agony he must have gone through. I must say, you know, he was in complete determination, and the fearlessness he showed to take on, you know, the governing body and actually talk about his experiences of of racism that he endured during his time at Yorkshire. We see a lot more stuff coming out now because I think people feel like they can speak more, would you say, Monty? Like, obviously, there's more support there. As you mentioned, there's different hotlines people can call. But would you say it's because based upon people see other people whistleblowing and thinking, actually, there is something we can do about this? Absolutely. I think this is a time for listening and learning. Um, we've already seen with the MCC, they've already teamed up with Show Racism, the red card, which you know I'm an ambassador of. And they want their employers to understand about structural racism, the microaggressions, what is an offensive language, what is termed as banter, what is racism. So the MCC has you know, taken a step forward. And um, in football, we've we, we already seen charities proactively you know, working towards, you know, kicking out racism but in cricket we only had the pca and it could be that you know the ecb may get other sort of anti-racism organizations to get involved you know and we may see kick it out or even show racism the red card Mm -hmm. to get actively involved with 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 other county teams on now to the football and wales are into the semi-finals of the world cup how about that that's quite remote oh playoffs for Qatar. they drew with belgium in cardiff this was the reaction on TalkSport. It's all over. Wales won, Belgium won. Wales have clinched a home playoff in the World Cup playoff semi-finals. Positive result for Rob Page's side. They're into the playoffs. I'm not going to take credit. It's, I don't do it all on my own. You know, I've got a great group of staff behind me and the players, the senior players we've got in that changing room are exceptional. You've got Aaron playing the best football, in my opinion, just watching him in training every day puts a smile on my face. You've got the character of Joe Morell and Joe Allen in the middle of the park, an absolute warrior, Joe Allen. Joe Rowling's not playing club football, but he goes and gives a performance of that when he puts a Welsh jersey on. I could go through all of them. I'm just extremely proud of them as a group of players. On to England and Adrian Durham. He was discussing manager Gareth Southgate. But first, this is the three Lions legend that is Sir Jeff Hurst, think over the line, and why he's not concerned over Harry Kane's lack of goals. What's he on about? He scored four, didn't he, last night? Oh, I think he means domestic level. Kane dropping his shoulder and he's walked it in. Slides it into the bottom left-hand corner for his fourth. Somebody asked me prior to the game with his club form, do I worry about him? And I, and I answered this at Wembley the other night. I don't worry about him at all. It's every strike he goes through a spell, as we all know, where you have a, a lean spell at club and country. But uh, <clears throat> his record, of course, now at 48 goals, is absolutely phenomenal. And I look at Gareth Southgate's man management of this England squad, and I, and I can't see any issues whatsoever. 
You know, I don't, I don't see any fallouts. I don't see any cliques. Look at Aaron Ramsdale last night. He was like a kid in a sweet shop. He couldn't believe he was making his debut for England. He was so happy to be playing for England. Emil Smith-Rowe scoring his goal, buried it. And he was so happy to score. Tammy Abraham on Instagram was saying how happy he was to set Smith-Rowe up for his first goal. It's Emil Smith-Rowe who scores his first goal for his country. Great ball in from the right flank. Layoff from Abraham. That's ex-Chelsea and Arsenal there. They don't care which clubs they've been at, they're playing for, whatever. They're all in it together. They've all bought into it together. And I think that Gareth Southgate's got that thing going where they're all happy because they want to be on board with it. The results help, of course, and doing what they've done at the last two tournaments can only be a positive. But that man management, I think, from Gareth Southgate is massively underestimated by a lot of England fans. Southgate reports suggest ready to sign a two-year extension, which would take him up to Euro 2024. Simon Jordan on TalkSport earlier this week said, I don't see a list of elite clubs queuing to sign him. I think he's managed to convince everybody that he's a fantastic elite international manager without actually winning anything and stealing defeat from the jaws of victory on two occasions. And yet we still buy into this philosophy and he's about to be given potentially a Mm. job in a year's time or now it would seem with a £6 million salary. I don't quite get Simon Jordan's quotes, to be honest. I'm pretty sure Simon gave managers new contracts when they were still in contract. I don't know how often Simon let a contract run down before he employed a new manager, before he re-employed that manager. Probably never is the answer. He's swimming against the tide, I think, a a little bit there. You're looking at planning for the future. Do the FA believe, after what Gareth has done, through the age groups, now with a senior England team, that he is creating the right pathway, the right coaching system, the right players, the right opportunities? Yes, is the answer. And we finish with QPR striker Charlie Austin with a rant on pointless internationals. Cue the blur music. I get everyone's got to play how I do, but surely is there some kind of qualification that yeah. gets us? Because it's not fair, it's not fair on them. You know, it's great for them and they play against superstars of England, produce in other countries, but do they really 10 nil? Yeah. You're not getting us a yeah. training exercise. Like yeah. for Harry Kane, perfect, more goals, more on the tally. Perfect opportunity for Connor to get a cap. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But come on. Like if we talk about people getting caps, look at Aaron Ramsdale, played last night, made one save and punched the ball out from a corner. Do you know what I mean? That's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. Don't forget, of course, to hit that subscribe button. I'm back on TalkSport today on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show. Alongside Darren Goff, that will be from 4pm. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thank you for listening. Have a lovely evening. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.